welcome to another edition of the Screen Nerds Podcast. My name is Michael Burgett, and thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode of Porco Rosso, the 1992 animated film written and directed by the great Hayao Miyazaki. I just got done rewatching the film and wanted to share some memories of seeing it for the first time, as well as my thoughts on this latest rewatch. So, if you don't remember or don't know the premise of the film, uh, it is set in the in-between time of World War One and World War Two, uh, out in the Adriatic Sea, uh, and it features a Italian pilot named Marco, who uh, is a pig. <laughs> he is uh, commonly known as Porco Rosso, uh, which in in Italian means crimson pig, and he is a sea pilot. He is a, a war veteran. Uh, he is uh, on the run from the Italians for deserting them because he did not want to join a fascist government. Uh, he is wanted by uh, sea pirates uh, because he is a bounty hunter and hunts them down. And he is also being tracked down by a cocky, arrogant uh, American pilot who is hired by the Sea Pirates to take down Marco. And so that's really the premise of the film. And the first time I saw this film, and I've mentioned it before on several other uh, Miyazaki rescreens, is uh, I saw this when I was living in Seattle, rented it uh, from Blockbuster on DVD uh, as a way of catching up on uh, Miyazaki films. And this is another one of those films that I rewatched or I've watched for the first time on DVD. So this is uh, my first time seeing it on the big screen uh, as a part of Ghibli Fest. And uh, it was a film I always enjoyed. Uh, it's one that, you know, because Miyazaki has made so many great films, it was always kind of one that was just kind of middle of the pack if I was ranking them. Uh, not that it wasn't a great film and not that uh, it doesn't have great moments or anything like that it was just he's made so many great films that uh, there's always going to be ones that are ranked a little bit lower but uh, on this latest rewatch uh, it was really good to be reminded of just how enjoyable this film is and how funny it is it's it's a film that you know if you know the premise of the film you wouldn't expect it to be uh, as funny or as hilarious but uh, really, it is just from uh, the the animation sequences of how the the sea pirates are animated, which, by the way, remind me a lot of Castle in the Sky. Uh, the the air pirates there and the sea pirates here. I think Miyazaki probably used uh, similar uh, features, and so that there there's a lot of. Uh, cross-pollination, I would say, between uh, the the air pirates in Castle in the Sky and the sea pirates here uh, in Porco Rosso. Uh, but there's a lot of funny sequences here. And uh, a lot of it, too, is the humor of Marco, who has a kind of self-deprecating humor at times because uh, he will readily admit that he is a pig both figuratively and literally he's a pig and so 
just uh, just a lot of funny, humorous moments that it was good to be reminded of that in, in this rewatch. Uh, the animation is beautiful, as always, with Miyazaki, but m- a lot of that goes to uh, the air sequences in the flying, which, if you know anything about Miyazaki, you know he loves flying, he loves the skies, and so it's natural that he has a story like this that lends itself so well to uh, to being animated in such a manner that uh, shows off the flying sequences. Uh, what's interesting, too, is you think about this film, and aside from the, the idea that Marco is pig, uh, it's not really that fanciful a film. Uh, it's grounded in uh, a time period in... In, like I said, in the 20s and 30s, uh, it, it's set with, in the instance of dealing with real-world circumstances, uh, with fascism growing in uh, Italy and Marco, you know, basically being a a rebel, you know, not joining the fascist government, and because of that, he's deemed a traitor and is, you know a wanted man uh, by, by the government. And so he, he, he goes back to Milan several times. He mentions, including in the film, we see him go to Milan, uh, but he does so with full understanding that the fascist government can spot him and arrest him on site because he has the warrant out for his arrest. And so uh, there, there are a lot of real world circumstances that are kind of baked into this film. And if you look at the Miyazaki catalog of films up to this point, there wasn't that kind of real world circumstances uh, dealt into it. And so this, this is kind of the first one where he does that in, and he, he does it in, in a very honest and, in, and he weaves a story into it very well. And so it's, uh, it's not something that's kind of jammed in there. It it permeates throughout the film and gives it that realism along, like I said, mixed in with a little bit of the fantastical with Marco being a pig, but uh, really just uh, very, very well done by, by Miyazaki-san with, with how he does that. Uh, the music is solid. Uh, I, I would say it's not there are a few high points, but not, uh, I wouldn't say it's on the high level like some of the other films have. It's a very solid, uh, score and soundtrack. Um, the English dub voice cast, uh, is a very solid cast. Uh, I really love Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton makes this, uh, this character, Marco, uh, his own. He has, like I said, very self-deprecating humor. He, has that kind of Han Solo, uh, rough and gruff, uh, scoundrel with a heart of gold, uh, very much, uh, Michael Keaton very much channels, I think Harrison Ford in some ways with, with this role, but he does, he just does a phenomenal job. Uh, Carrie Ewells, uh, is the cocky American, which is funny because he's a British guy, but he does American voices very well. And so, uh, it's funny that he he pulls that off very well, and he does a great job here. It's kind of the uh, 
antithesis of Marco. And so I loved his performance. And uh, Kimberly Williams Paisley is Fio, who, by the way, is probably my favorite character in the film. Uh, I go back and forth between her and Gina. Really, those two are probably my favorites. Uh, But Fio is the engineer who helps rebuild and make Marco's plane better. Uh, Fio is just phenomenal. She really, I really feel like that Miyazaki poured a lot of the great talent that he has into making sure that Fio was such a great character and she is a great character and, uh, she really is kind of the, the glue of the film. Uh, and then, uh, like I said, I love Gina. Gina is uh, a longtime childhood friend of Marco. Uh, she at one point married uh, one of Marco's best friends. And, of course, she uh, loses him out to sea uh, because of the war, the Great World, the Great War, I, uh, a.k.a. World War One, And so she still has this relationship with Marco and, and loves Marco. Uh, even though he is a pig, he, she still loves him and wants him to come, come home, so to speak. And so, uh, the, uh, really, really just love Gina in this film as well. But, uh, the voice cast is solid. Like I said, Michael Keaton really makes this film, uh, because of his performance and, uh, Love this film. I really enjoyed it. It was really good to see it on a big screen. Uh, like I said, especially for the flying sequences. I think that's what makes it uh, really important to to see these type of films on a big screen. To see it in a theater. And so I really appreciate uh, these Ghibli Fests when they happen. And so if you get an opportunity, uh, I always say this. If you get an opportunity to see, see a film like this on a big screen, do it. Uh, because it's worth it, uh, but especially Miyazaki films. Uh, they're great to watch at home on, on a big screen TV, uh, but really to, to see it on a even bigger screen at a movie theater is the optimum thing, I would say. And so, loved seeing Par- Porco Rosso. Glad to get a chance to see it on a big screen. Really enjoyed it. And if you get an opportunity yourself to do that, highly recommend it. So that's my thoughts on Porco Rosso. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the film when you saw it the first time, uh, when you saw it recently. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on it or any film that you've been checking out of late. You can let me know your thoughts anytime by email, screennerdspodcast at gmail.com. You can always find us on Twitter at screennerdspod and tweet your thoughts there. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, on Instagram. On threads, just search out Screen Nerds Podcast and follow along there. And if you get an opportunity, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, Good Pods, Castbox, Amazon Music, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Just search out Screen Nerds Podcast, hit that subscribe button, leave a five star review, hopefully, leave a written review. And share the podcast. I would really appreciate it. It helps get the word out and it helps build the community here at the Screen Nerds Podcast. Because we're all about sharing the love of film. 
sharing the films that we love with others and help introduce them uh, so that we all can can enjoy those films together. Uh, thanks for being a part of the community uh, and hope that you bring along some friends as well so they can be a part of the community as well. So again, thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode. My name is Michael Burgett, and we will catch you on the next episode.